Live in the entertainment capital of the world. will score, and the Oakland A's walk off with game two of the ALTS. It's time to get your daily prescription from the doctor, T.C. Martin. And Turner in the air center field, that ball's hit well. Martinez on the run, this is way back, and it is gone! It is a walk-off home run for Justin Turner! The doctor is now in... Glad to have you with us on this Thursday. T.C. Martin Ballpark, Frank with you. And I'm Chuck on the other side of the glass, making it happen. Major League Baseball, it feels good. See, summertime, 115 out. It just makes you think baseball, doesn't it? Uh, the 115 makes me think, why am I still out here? But, yeah. um, by the way, you know, John Fogarty doing that song, you know, he's going to be making it a residency at the Wind once again. So Fogarty back. Yeah. I actually saw Fogarty a couple years back. Good show. Yeah. I, I enjoyed the show. Yeah. Uh, I've seen Fogarty, and I saw the old CCR revisited yeah, at Sunset is, is Station a few same, years but ago. It's, uh, it's okay, but it's not the same. It's not the same. It's kind of like watching Sticks without Dennis DeYoung. Mm. And if Jim Gemma's listening right now, he's very mad at me because that is like his favorite band of all time. <laughs> but to me, Sticks without Dennis DeYoung is still kind of like a six cover band, even though Tommy Shaw and everybody else is there. But uh, but no, they're good. See, and, and people say that. Like, okay, and I'll use the Lionel Richie and the Commodore situation. Okay, I'm telling you. Because I've worked with both those guys, seen them both as well. And the Commodores still put on a fantastic show without Lionel Richie. And a lot of people say, well, no, they, they still put on just as good as a show. Because when they replaced Lionel Richie, they replaced him with J.D. Nicholas, who is the lead singer of Heatwave. And it doesn't sound like Lionel exactly, but they get away with it. And they, you have the other you know, original members as well, too. So good. And Lionel does his show, which is totally different. Than a Commodore's type of show. Right, so. just like Dennis DeYoung does his show, which is different yeah. than a six show. But a lot of them but, are, are the, kind of the same, though, right, when they, no, when no, they yeah, spin and, off. And again, yeah. but, but you said, are you going for the show or the sound? Because if you want the original sound in that, mm-hmm. then maybe it's not. If you're going for the showmanship and the dance moves and everything else, then maybe it is the same. I, I, I like watching bands with original members. Now, I saw Poison years ago at the original joint at the Hard Rock. They had all original members, and they were absolutely horrible. <laughs> right. I remember saying afterwards, because I was doing the overnights on Comp 92.3, the rock station at the time, and I said, yeah, I just got back from the Poison show. It was like watching a really, really bad Poison cover band with all original members. You know what's funny about, uh, about that? <laughs> it's just like you were just so ingrained. You could tell you used to work at that station, because you just did basically uh, the traditional liner that you probably said for 20 years. You did that. Hey, when I went to Comp 92.3, the rock station. You know, it's like you, you did the whole idea. Well, yeah, I, I definitely kind of got back in it. I was <laughs> did you notice in, that? Did I, you know I, oh, no, I, I knew it as soon as I was saying it, but it's just, you know, it's I'm Pavlov's dog. The, you ring the bell, I salivate, uh, you know, or or I say Comp 92.3, the rock station. So. <laughs> See, there it is. You know, I, I can't say it without doing it, you know. It's kind of like Stitch can't say, hey, Frank, how you doing? It's, hey, Ballpark Frank. You yeah, know, exactly. Or if you're Jay Schrader, it's just the bear. The bear. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're right, bear. We're bear. We didn't call him bear, but yeah, well, you're bear. You know, when you don't know somebody, you just yeah. throw a moniker And if you're on wearing him. a Chicago bear shirt, then your name is Bear. Yeah, and especially, and he didn't like the bear when he first saw it. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I, I think he liked me enough. I had, I, I had a guy do that to me one time, and he called me Nike. 
because I was always wearing Nike shirts. Yeah. And back when I was like doing my camps, and I had a contract with Nike. So one guy came in. I think it was like a, a, a NBA player or something. He goes, "Hey Nike, go, hey, good point, Nike." <laughs> so it's like, see, now you so I can relate to that. See, now you should have corrected him and said, "I'm sorry, that's Mr. Swoosh to you." Yeah, Mr. Swoosh. Very good. <laughs> I like that. All right, uh, a lot to hit on today. Recapping what took place last night on the hardwood as well as the ice, plus previewing more of the same tonight in both of those sports. A lot to cover. T.J. Reeves is going to join us, our guy from Tampa Bay, covering the Tampa Bay Lightning, the Rays, as well as the Buccaneers, the Bucks sideline reporter. So we will talk to T.J. Reeves He's got to be happy right now. Not only are they still <laughs> winning down there in Tampa Bay, but Tom Brady says he's going to be better than last year. Yeah. Because he was banged up and he had a little, uh, you know, little work done on himself that he's he did. raring to go even more this year. So And, and it, I got to admit, I, th- I like Tom Brady simply because he takes little shots at Aaron Rodgers. Oh, it was beautiful. Exactly. <laughs> and again, here's a guy that is well-rounded, not only just a great experienced quarterback, knows how to deal with people, knows how to handle the media, where Aaron Rodgers doesn't. And so, yeah, good shots taken by Brady. And what you're referring to, we talked about it last week, is that you know Brady when they're trying to promote and hype up this ridiculous golf match that they're going to have? Yeah, Brady's with Mickelson and right. DeChambeau is with. Uh... And and you need to spice it up because no one wants to watch this nonsense. Come on, give me a break. Well, at least at least this one isn't on pay per view, is it? I don't know. It's like wasn't there one of them once that they did something like that and they put it like a Phil yeah, and Tiger on a pay per view? Yeah, I yeah. mean, who? I mean, I, I I don't know if people will pay for the Paul brothers fighting. I guess they'll pay for almost anything. Yeah. All right, so T.J. Reeves is going to join us. Nick Bogdanovich from William Hill. We will hear from him from the betting side as well, too. And the five-time champ, Timothy Bradley, will join us as well. Top-ranked boxing coming up this weekend again at the Virgin. The Monster in action, in a way, Saturday night. And we've got boxing tickets to give away as well. So we'll do that on the show today. We'll also do a Twitter contest uh, tomorrow with that. So we've got uh, pairs of tickets to give away to ESPN Top Ranked Boxing, another great show coming up uh, this weekend as well. So a lot to hit on today. But let's start with this. There were three major games on the betting board last night. Okay, Two in the NBA, the only two NBA games last night, and the only game on the NHL docket were the Golden Knights and the Montreal Canadiens. In all three cases... The heavy favorite lost in every game and lost outright in really in disappointing fashion. I don't know which one is worse, and we're going to talk with T.J. Reeves about this as well, too. Well, that ties into his podcast. It was a three-dog night. <laughs> three-dog Thursday, three-dog night. There you go. Uh, where do you want to start, my friend? NBA or NHL? We should probably go NHL because we were there last night, right? At the we Fortress? Were we All were right. there. Let's do it. We, we, I still don't speak French, but I certainly heard a lot of it yeah. last night. That's right. So, yeah, we uh, had, I don't know, the unfortunate pleasure of, of course, watching the game last night. And uh, right behind us in press row were the Montreal Canadiens French broadcasting team. It's uh, two games in a row. I had to deal with that. Uh, my French did not get any better. Mine didn't had, get any better, but I did enjoy yeah. it because I it, was. It try- was cool. It yeah, I was, was trying to figure out when, you know, and, and then you hear them. 
some words that maybe don't translate well, and you hear them just say goal or something like that, and you, or when they say a name, it's like, hey, I got that one. Petri, yeah, I know him. <laughs> yeah, but that's what got me. <laughs> I hear the goal. I, th- I thought it was like watching a, you know, a, the Mexican or the Spanish broadcast of, or of a soccer like game. Like when you hear, say, you well, well Jesus doing the goal of the Knights games. You hear him all the time. But we never hear him, you know, because we're at the But games. you've heard his goal calls. I don't know if I have. Is it, I mean, does he actually say the word goal? Probably does, right? Oh, he says it like soccer. Because when he first started right. doing the okay. games, he tried to make it like a hockey goal. And they were like, yeah, it's not working. He started treating it like a soccer game and people fell in love with it. No, his goal call is very emphatic. Yes, yeah, I love it. I, I love that. Jose Lopez, our guy, uh, does the the Spanish broadcast uh, with the Golden Knights. Um, yeah, so they, they, they said goal in French. But what would their – come on, Numchuck, look it up. What is the word – what is the French – Word for goal, and there has to be a word for it. But it, this well, is with all weird. the soccer and everything, or football that they play over there, yeah, you, but there's got to be something. I think this is maybe universal, it's just though. goal. Maybe it's just goal. I think it is universal because I've heard you know, German broadcasts or you know Norwegian broadcasts and soccer, and I and they kind of recall goal with an accent. Yeah, I, I, I kind of have too. It seems like if I've seen a Swedish game or like you said German or when Russia's playing or whatever, it, it seems like goal is. It's when universal, all the right? Time, yeah, yeah. You would think there would have to be a meaning for that. I mean, come on. If it if if it's hello, goal, goodbye. I mean, come on. Going back to the Lionel Richie again, huh? Yeah. If it's hello, yeah. <laughs> and I did enjoy the Commodores better than Lionel Richie. Totally different show because Lionel was more mellow. Because most of his solo hits after the Commodores were mellow. And what he'll do is he'll do like a little like maybe a, a six to eight minute medley of the Commodores hits. You know, and he's. Because before he had animosity towards them, but now he's cool with them. But anyway, as we, I don't even know if that's digressing because, you know, I love talking music. We Which both is love kind talking of backtracking. Music. So, yeah, there but, you go. Very yeah. nice. All right. So last night, a Golden Knights lose to Montreal 3-2. Montreal came out with a purpose last night, and we didn't know exactly if they would. Now, I guess shame on us because, remember, this is the team that won seven games in a row Came back from 3-1 down to Toronto, won three in a row. They swept the Winnipeg Jets without Mark Shifley. So they won seven in a row. And, of course, they, they did not play well against the Golden Knights at T-Mobile Arena on Monday night in Game 1. Came out fast, but then didn't yes. do anything. Once it, Vegas got the lead, it was right. pretty much done. Right. But last night, much different. They came out with a purpose. And, again, first period, good for Montreal. But kind of what we suspected, after playing a team now for three periods for 60 minutes, they were crisper. That was just It was a sloppy hockey in Game 1 in the first period. But this... Uh, Montreal came out and scored not once, but twice, two first-period goals. And then they got a third about midway through the second period. It was 3 nothing, and, and basically felt like, okay, this game is probably over. You like to rally. You think the Knights could rally here. You're, you're in the fortress in front of 18,000, but still deep down inside. like, man, that's going to be too tall of a task. And the Knights did come back you know, with one immediately, a Petrangelo goal. You know, within a couple minutes. Yeah, Carlson won the faceoff, threw right. it over, and then Petrangelo yeah. got it. I still don't know how that went through everybody without hitting somebody else. Mm-hmm. I mean, right. it's like you talk about your, you know, in baseball, a seeing eye single or this, that, or the other. It's like how that went through everything. And I know a lot of people are saying Carey Price would like to have that shot back. I don't think Carey Price ever saw that puck until it was behind him. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I totally agree. And, you know, the Knights got that goal. The Petrangelo scored again, too little, too late, 3 2 the final. But when you look at, at Montreal last night, it 
they were focused, but what stood out for me, they played much smarter hockey. They they stayed out of the box for the most part, but they just, you know, they weren't there in beat-up mode. I mean, they were in attacking mode, but they played very, very smart, and they weren't overly physical. Well, they're very good counter-punchers, especially when they have the lead. They're willing to sit back a little bit, and they trust in and believe in Carey Price. So, uh, you know, so, I mean, that's... That's that's certainly something that's that's in favor of them, but um, no, I mean I, I thought they played well, but I thought Vegas had several chances to win that game or at least tie it up, yeah. especially once Petrangelo got that second goal. Uh, they took advantage of their stuff. Their first goal I thought was a good goal by them. The second one is one that they actually whiffed on the shot, and I think it threw Mark Andre Fleury off, and it went through the five hole because he was looking for the fastball, and the changeup came, and it, it snuck through him. And then even on the third goal, Byron kind of broke free. And I'm not putting this on Keegan Colasar because I thought he played well in a situation that he probably didn't think he was going to be in because everybody thought Chandler Stevenson was going to be the center like he'd been all season long. But when Holden lost the puck along the boards and Byron got free, it was Colasar that was chasing him. As I was watching that play, I was thinking to myself, if this was Stevenson because he's a little bit more veteran and we know how incredibly fast he is, I'm not sure Byron would have had that clean of a breakaway. And then Mark andre Fleury, we talk about it all the time, and he's a tremendous goalie and people loving him in this town. But when he goes for that poke check, when it works, it's highlight reel, the crowd goes crazy, the bench goes crazy, and they usually score after it. But when he doesn't, it's a wide-open net. And that's what Byron saw. He still had to make a decent shot, but when Fleury missed the poke check, that was pretty much, you know, that that play was over. He's going to bury it in the back of the net unless he throws it over. He gets it, and then coming back from 3 nothing, Vegas made a nice effort. I don't think Max Pacioretty slept well last night. He hit the post. He had a yep. chance out front. And Price made the big saves when he needed to. I don't think Price played spectacular, but he played good enough. And if you're concerned about anything, and it's only one game, Vegas is still the better team, I believe. But if you're a Golden Knights fan, you got to wonder how come all our goals are coming from the defensemen? Yeah, that where is have strange. the forwards going? Yeah, very. Yanmar's got the only goal in this series, but you know everything else is a defenseman. You know the Golden Knights basically gave away the first period, and they fell behind two nothing. And several players said in the locker room afterwards, "Hey, you can't fall behind two nothing in a playoff game, especially." You know, in the semifinals against a team who's won, you know, coming here winning, you know, seven out of their last eight games. Montreal outshot the Golden Knights 12 to 4. When was the last time that we heard that stat where the Golden Knights only had four shots on goal in a period? I mean, that is pretty low. But then they flipped the script in periods two and three when they outshot Montreal combined 27 to 11. And again, they had they had more rushes, but you know Montreal just they didn't give it up. And I think Price Price was good last night. I mean, was he great last night? Maybe not great, but I don't he think was, he had to be great. He was, but but right. he, he, was he was very good. He was very solid. And the thing was, even when he gave up a rebound, then he did give up some. The defensemen were generally there to knock it out. Vegas didn't make it. The one goal by Petrangelo went through like six guys. Other than that, who was in front of the net making it hard on Carey Price? Right. Right. I believe the proper pronunciation is boot. Did I get that right? I think it's boot. So goal, goal goal is boot. Yeah. So you look that one up. I don't know if we have any audio of that. You would think you would have audio because you could basically, you know, Google, you know, pronunciations and then they they, they say it back like. But you don't know, they six have times. like the golden boot or something like that in the World Cup, and that's for the guy that scores the most. That's there you go. Maybe that that's it. It's, so the, it's golden the golden boot because boot means goal. 
But see, in French, so the actually means scorer, boot. basically. Yeah, but you're right. The, the golden so, boot but, in but, soccer. So would boot actually be the goal, or would it be a goal? I believe the word goal. So if you score a goal, you scored a boot. You got a boot. I can't do the French accent. Right. Do you, and if I asked you to do it, it's going to turn into Monty Python, you know, English accent. Boot. Not but. It's spelled B-U-T, but it's pronounced boot. There you go. There's your French lesson. Uh, class dismissed. Ring the bell. Class dismissed. There you go. <laughs> That's not the bell I was looking for. You know, there, isn't there like a school bell? <laughs> I've heard that at schools before, too. Yes, I'm still not sure, though, if if that's the name for the goal, the stanchion, or when you put it in the goal and you score a goal. I'm not looking at all that right now. (laughs) Are you crazy? Throw a phone in front of my face and stuff like that. I can... You're, I'm, you're ready to grab that phone and throw it yourself? I'm, I'm not that concerned about it. I yeah. don't really care. Okay. But I just know the golden boot. I think so you're, that's asking, for the you're asking me questions that I can't I know I'm coming across as the professor of a French 101 right now. That's all I have, okay? All I know is it's, it's, it's boot. I don't know if that means the goal, the right. goal, or what. So all you know. you know is it's this that it might be because we still don't know but if t- it's exactly. You, know, you, gonna, you, you, you sit in front of the French-Canadian announce team for two it. games, and all that's of a sudden it. you think you're a French expert. Yeah, that's right. No, because I told you, I told you, the first thing I told you last night was the guy said goal. He, he's doing everything right. else in French, so but he, he said didn't goal. Say boot. I don't know what he said because, again, I wasn't paying that close attention. But I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Game five, the first thing I'm doing, I'm, I'm turning around and looking at the guy and go, hey, how do you say goal? How, how do you say it? Is it boot? Is it goal? What is it? Then I say, and my buddy here, my partner, wants to know, hey, does that mean for the actual goal, like the goal crease, the goal crossbar, uh, you know? Does that mean, or does that mean actually scoring the goal? And then he's probably yell at me in French, and then I'll have no idea what he's saying. <laughs> Go away, or I shall taunt you a second time. That's what he will say to you. <laughs> About what I want to say to you it, right now. It's a boot time. You leave this alone. <laughs> <laughs> das Boot. So what was your Das Boot, right? That was a movie back in the day, wasn't it? Was it a German movie? It wouldn't be French. <laughs> I know. No. All, all of a sudden, we're it's just universal. All of a sudden, we're just traveling around Europe. That's it. As we should. All the Euro Cups going it on. It is Why Euro not? 2020. <laughs> exactly. Don't, don't get me talking about Germany until they win a match, okay? She, Italy's already qualified. You see that already? They're already in the knockout stage already. Because they already had, what, two victories so quickly. Boom, boom. Just like that. How many, Why do they get two games so quick? How many boots did they get? Yeah, I, don't, I don't want to. <laughs> We'll talk about them. French, Italy, nah. Bundesliga! They better bow. Oh, Numchuk, oh. you notice an interesting pattern here? He yeah. doesn't want to talk about the thing that he brought up. That's right. That's, that's how we <laughs> I'm going to bring this up so I can tell everybody I don't want to talk about it. All right. <sighs> Next. Next. <laughs> Vegas Golden Knights had a five-game winning streak. How's that? that? That went out the window last night. That was snapped in well, the playoffs. Well, just like Montreal's um, seven-game winning right. streak went out the window right. the game before. So here's the question. Okay. Do we have a series? Yeah, we definitely have a series. Okay. No, it doesn't mean that Vegas couldn't win the next three. If they won four against Colorado, they now, can win the next three That's rhetorical. Of course, we know we have but, a series. But do we have a competitive series? Do we have a series? I think it six- got a lot more interesting last night. Okay, because here's the deal. When you use that terminology in, in French, English, Scandinavian, German, or whatever, all right, do we have a series means... Will it go six or seven games? To me, that's a series. Anything less than six games is not a series. I don't know. I mean, I think it certainly has the potential to be that way. 
I think Montreal played an exceptionally good game. I'll be honest. They played a better game than I thought they were capable of. I thought Vegas was a better team than them. I still think Vegas is a better team than them. I think they missed some opportunities, but Vegas does have some question marks going into this right now. Can they come from behind on this team? We saw them do it against Colorado, but we know that Montreal is a great front runner. So that first goal does seem to be important. I'd like to see a game where we see a little lead changes back and forth and see how that plays out. Because so far what we've seen is the team that scores first can find a way to win that game. What's the health of Chandler Stevenson? Is he coming back? Was it a one-game thing? We don't know. They don't really tell us. And if he's not going to be there, do they keep Kolasar up there? Is Nosek coming back in the lineup? Is something else going to go on? You know, I, I don't know. You know, Pete DeBoer, what I like about it now is, now at least from the, the reason that I will say that we have a series, because now coaches are getting involved and they have to make changes. Remember, this is the first time all season long in the playoffs that we've seen teams that don't have that familiarity because they haven't played each other. The first two games that Vegas and Montreal played all season long were the first two games in this series. So I'm curious to see what the coaches do. Obviously, Petrie being back in that lineup did help Montreal. It slots other players in. He had a role in that victory last night. Carey Price was good. I thought Marc-Andre Fleury was good for the most part, but he did give in some goals that he would probably want back. He admitted that he probably would want the poke check back, and we know that the second goal was just that, that was a strange thing. Sometimes the best shot you make is when you don't hit it clean or something. You know, you hit the, In baseball, you hit the line drive right at somebody, it's an out. But you hit that one that goes off the end of the bat, and it's got that C&I single type thing. So there are questions. I'm curious to see now what changes are made because they don't know each other like they have in the past. I know that Carey Price is probably looking at it going, I have a chance to win another Stanley Cup. Remember, there's another guy on this team that also knows the Vegas Golden Knights well, Corey Perry, who's towards the end of his career. If I'm Montreal, I'm looking at this season going, look, with the divisions coming back next year and the talent that we have in our division, this might be our best chance to win a Stanley Cup in a while. I think they're going to unload everything they have to try to win this thing. Vegas, I think, needs the split up in Montreal. They could win both, but I think they need one of them. They certainly don't want to go down 3-1. to one. No, Fleury definitely gets blame you know, for this last night, especially that first goal. There's no question. And probably even the second goal as well, too. And this is the first time that Flurry has given up three goals in the last nine games. I mean, he had that streak for even you know prior to that as well, too. Oh, he's been sensational. Yeah. I mean, again, I, I think it's only happened, what, twice this season? Well, maybe now three times, including this game last night. Three times where he's given up only you know, uh, three or more goals. And again, he saw the a, a majority of the games you know, this year. I mean, they were doing the, the alternating thing with, with Leonard, but then again, Leonard was hurt as well, too. And then the postseason, Flurry has been between the pipes for every game. Um, and as far as Chandler Stevenson goes, we the, again, no one knew. I mean, I know a lot of people in the media and the fans had to be perplexed because no one had any idea about this. And again, here we go, back to the NHL. Unlike any other sport, Every other sport gives you an injury update. They detail it. You know who's playing, who's not playing in advance. And then people are guessing last night what's happening. Uh, I don't even know if it was clearly addressed in the post game last night as well. I guess injury, upper body. I mean, are we're hearing that. But then again, severity, length of time. This is a big deal. This is your, your, your frontline center. And no one knew that he wasn't playing last night. No, I mean, people all around the media were going, why is Brown there? Why is Kolasar on the first line? Where is Chandler Stevenson? And we really didn't know. And that's the way hockey does it. 
Uh, most people didn't know that Petrie was coming back in the lineup for Montreal last night until basically they hit the ice and we saw that he was going to be coming back in the lineup. You're right. For whatever reason, the NHL seems to embrace the secrecy of it. It's the, nonsense. You know, it, it's like I, I really don't get it. It's always driven me crazy that there's only two injuries in hockey, upper body and lower body. And again, when it comes to the Golden Knights, I, I've – given up on even thinking they're going to tell us right. anything. And that goes way back to when Eric Holla got injured that one year and we heard, right. oh, Holla's day-to-day, and then, oh, he might be week-to-week. Now, no, his season's over. Yeah. And it's like they, they don't give up anything. So I'm trying not to stress mm-hmm. about stuff that I have no idea, but we don't. We have no idea what Stevenson's. Well, he, he could be back tomorrow night. He could be out for the rest of the playoffs because they're not going to tell us anything. No, and again, it, it's a valid question, and it is a concern, and, and people – Want to know. They should know, especially when you talk about every other major sport. And here's why. In my opinion, the reason, this is the foreign territory again. Okay? This is a Canadian thing. This is a Canadian league. Their headquarters are in Canada. They're in Toronto. They do things a different way. People here in America are used to the National Football League, Major League Baseball, the NBA. And again, all of these leagues work pretty much in concert together. And, and we're used to that. And then people say, well, especially you know, from a gaming perspective of gambling, of course, we will look at that in Vegas you know, because we're here. There's no question about that. And you would think that the NHL would get up to date with this because they're, they are embracing the gaming industry and the sports betting industry as well because these guys now have contracts with these companies as well, too. So even if they're putting betting windows inside the stadiums. So if you didn't do it before, (laughs) then get with the program and do it now. But for me, this is the archaic way that the NHL has done business a long time. And again, this is, there is a disconnect. Even if you are a hockey diehard fan and you love hockey and whatever, and you like to be one of those people that likes to compare to other sports or whatever, okay, the NHL is still... A, a distant fourth in everything, in popularity, in everything. Okay? And one of the reasons, the main reason is because it's a Canadian-dominated sport with players, with coaches, with everything. The offices are there. They have not integrated themselves well with the American public, the American way of thinking. And again, it just it frustrates American people who want to know, especially have all of the information in front of you all the time, no matter what it is, but specifically injuries, you ch- you used to following a sport a certain way, watching a sport a certain way, and again, whether it's doing your homework or, or gathering information, and then when you feel like you're purposely being withheld, it doesn't sit right. And again, I'm speaking not speaking from a media perspective. But this is media slash fans slash anybody who is a fan of this league. There is a disconnect. And people that don't see that realize it. This this is right in front of you. Well, and, and, and to put it in a term that people use today with the computer age and everything else, it's not user-friendly. Because there they, it is. Because they right. don't share that information. They don't tell you all that kind of stuff. And they seem to embrace that part of it. And, and I think they're embracing the I don't think the they embrace it. I think there's snobs. 
There's snobs in that sense. Well, well that's what I mean. We're going to do by, things our that's way. That's what I mean yeah. by embracing. It's like we can do what he wants to. You can't tell us how to do it. And you're right. And you, you, you compare it to the other sports out there. The NFL, they not only have like an injury report, but they say probable, questionable, yes. no doubt. This, I mean, they right. have. And if you even try to fudge that, if you know somebody is playing that you put down as questionable, NBA, there could thing. be fines and yep. things like that for it. Right. The NHL just says. We ain't telling you. Deal with it. Na 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 na. Goodbye. It's 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 kind of crazy, and it is frustrating. I love hockey. I don't like the way the NHL runs itself a lot of times. I don't like a lot of the rules they make, but I try to overlook that stuff. But yeah, when you're trying to cover a team and you're trying to figure out what's going on, and I don't bet, but from a, I'm sure from a wagering uh, perspective. Mm-hmm. It probably would have been nice to know that Chandler Stevenson wasn't playing this night and Petrie is back in for the Canadians. Especially if you are betting the Golden Knights, which a lot of people did, and you're giving up minus 270. You want to know that uh, your your frontline center is not playing. Yeah. Un- unbelievable. So, who knows? Welcome uh, to the NHL. Yeah. You can have it. How's that? All right. I'll take it. Yeah. You but I, it doesn't mean it can't improve, though. Right, yeah. <laughs> All right, when we come back, T.J. Reeves is going to join us. we got Major League Baseball to talk about. We've got sound bites from Tyler Glass now, the pitcher for the Tampa Bay Rays, and also Garrett Cole. Here they go again, bitching, complaining about the Major League Baseball ruling. They're going to suspend pitchers for 10 games. Some interesting sound. Uh, hopefully, Numchuck uh, bleeped out the, some, some specific words in those comments. We've got that. We've got NBA to talk about. Uh, we talked about how the Golden Knights uh, choked as a favorite last night. Well, there was even bigger time chokers last night in the NBA. We've got that next. All right, let me put some water on your balls. More from the master debater. The doctor, T.C. Martin. You never know what comes out of this guy's mouth. Oh, uh, Yeah. On this Thursday, don't forget, we'll be at Sunset Station tomorrow, the BGK Watch Party at 5 o'clock. So come on by. Doors open at 4 o'clock. Ballpark, myself, will be there. We'll be hanging out. May even have another special guest. Our lovely doctor could be in the house as well, too, tomorrow night. she bringing shots for everybody? Yeah. <laughs> she's planning on drinking those shots. That's what she's planning on doing. She's not, right. not going to be... Well, she's fully vaccinated, so she can know. Uh, she did say on the show that she had some, some extra J&J, right? Some, yeah. uh, you know? Absolutely. Hey, buddy, you need a fix? Yeah, there you <laughs> go. I can see that happening right now. Shots and shots. <laughs> All right, VGK Watch Party, 5 o'clock. Come on by. Check us out. You can peek through the window, see us doing the show at Sunset Station from 2 to 4 p.m. And then, yes, a little food time. Grub time, great way to kick off the weekend. Club Madrid, Sunset Station, a plethora of prizes to give away. And some great prizes there at Sunset Station. Are they going to give away a boot? A a DOS boot? (laughs) Your own goal for the backyard or something? I don't know. I don't know. I've had it with you. (laughs) All right, see you. T.J. Reeves, our man from Tampa, our man on the scene. There it is. I kind of feel like a Pulp Fiction, you know, when he goes, hey, there he is, Vince Vega, my man from Amsterdam. There it is, my man T.J. Reeves. You know what I'm talking about, right? You know who that who said that? T.J. Reeves, for a, for a free ticket to Las Vegas, who delivered that line in the 1994 classic Pulp Fiction? Uh, I am not sure oh. if that was Marcellus Wallace or who was that. 
Marcellus was in, he was in the scene, but it, this was outdoors when uh, they they opened the the uh, to, you know the uh, bar. Marcellus was inside talking to Butch while the great right. the great song by Al Green was playing. Let's stay together. Don't you forget about that. But yeah, like you said, hey, that's between y'all. My name is Paul. That's between y'all. That was Paul. <laughs> Paul. <laughs> And he played himself right. in that movie. There you go. Yeah, he excellent, said that. Excellent movie trivia there on that. Yeah. I love that. I don't know. Uh, and so, yes, we, we have Pulp Fiction. We have Factor Fiction with the Game 2 performance by the Vegas Golden Knights. And then we have what's going to happen tonight out on Long Island in New York with the Lightning and the New York Islanders. So I know we have plenty to discuss. Many avenues we can travel on a Thursday on the T.C. Martin Show. Oh, and, and definitely we are. Yeah, Paul Calderon. That's my guy. That's Paul Calderon. Oh, it's classic. All right. There are, there rather... are plenty of classic lines uh, in that movie, including Harvey Keitel delivering in the backyard with Quentin Tarantino. You boys have been to county. You know what to do when he throws up the bar of soap. Much the same way. That they stay clean on the T.C. Martin show with a bar of soap and a hose. Well, there's even one better than that, my friend, as you well know. I mean, you, you know that Harvey Keitel says in that exact same scene, because I could do this all day with you as well, too. Please. And, and, yeah. and, and it really re- refers to uh, myself and actually re- really refers to you in general. Oh, I thought Numbchuck had it. I thought he was going to play it for me. There it is. You know, just because uh, you are a character doesn't mean you have character. Remember that. <laughs> Numbchuck, you failed! I mean, we have it in the... It's Now, of your favorite personal sports physician. Don't make me beg. T.C. Martin. Because you are a character, doesn't mean that you have character. The doctor <laughs> is now... There you go. Oh, the doctor is now in. Uh, uh, yes. better, better late than, than uh, later, I guess, right? You are trying to delay things as long as possible from your appearance on the Three Dog Thursday podcast with me, where you said, go ahead and pencil in the Vegas Golden Knights as Stanley Cup representatives from the Final Four. And I had to text and ask, does that pencil have an eraser right now after what happened in Game 2, brother? And what was my response to you? I believe that... It does. Yeah, I think think it it does have an eraser. However, I think it's a solid grade A number two pencil, my friend. So there you go. (laughs) Solid grade. Yeah, you don't have to worry about it. You don't have to worry about it. But uh, after last night's performance here, it was rather eyebrows raising. There's no question it was. Montreal showed up. They played smart. But let's get to your series. You're there. Well, you're not in Long Island, but you saw uh, the first two games there in Tampa. You were worried, my friend, because your team got off to a a love one start, if that is a proper here. Uh, you guys lost the first game. You came back to win 4-2 in game number two. So, yes, uh, one game apiece, you're going to Long Island. How nervous are those Lightning fans? I would say to you that, yes, the Lightning uh, dropped game one, which it's amazing because now going back to the 2018 playoffs, not counting the bubble, which didn't matter because they weren't true home and road games in the two bubbles, The Lightning have lost the first game of the series at home, whether it's game one or game three, six consecutive series now. That's pretty astounding that over and over again, they can't win the first game of a series at home. Just keep that in mind for a betting trend if it is the Stanley Cup Finals involving the Lightning and or the Vegas Golden Knights and Montreal. But... The Lightning with the win the other night have now won 11 straight times off of a loss in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And some of that is the bubble uh, a year ago, and some of it is this year. So 
They looked good, and now how will it translate in Long Island? We're about to find out, and uh, I don't think I don't think the Lightning are going to be as bothered as, as the media. I mean, you watch NBC's coverage or the national coverage, and, and you would think the Lightning were about to go play the Russian Red Army team in Siberia from back in the late 1980s. They have no shot whatsoever. But I, I think they're going to have a great shot to win this game tonight. If not, get this one tonight. At least get one of the two and get the series even back up. We'll see. I find that interesting because almost everybody I know thinks that Tampa Bay should win this series, and the team that most people are thinking have no shot would be the Islanders, at least from a national standpoint, and then obviously in the Golden Knights series, Montreal. I don't really I, – I could count on one hand the amount of people that have told me that they didn't think it was going to be Vegas and Tampa Bay in the final. Let's hope that it is. And again, what Montreal demonstrated last night is you can't take anything for granted here. It is the playoffs. And uh, anything can happen here. And the Islanders may jump all over the Lightning tonight. But you've got a veteran team that's been in these situations uh, on more than one occasion here where they've had to face the hostile environment, uh, et cetera. So let's see uh, how, they, how they do in tonight's matchup uh, in, in what's known as the barn. It's, it's one of the bad arenas still left in all of sports. It is, it is literally a 50-year-old band-aided building that they're finally moving out of. Uh, only only in New York can they have that team basically have to leave, get evicted from that building because it's condemned on Long Island. They went and played where the Nets play at the Barclays Center in Brooklyn for a couple of years, which it's not that conducive to hockey, by the way. They had to shorten the capacity and had to shorten the floor-level seats to cram a hockey rink in there. And then they decided after they band-aided some of that arena that they can now inhabit it again, even though it's a 50-year-old building. So that's where the Lightning are. They supposedly have a brand-new building that they're going to play in starting next year, but that's not for this year. Yeah, so that's that, where and again, be. I, I want to get on to some other stuff, but that is embarrassing. You construct a, a multi-million dollar arena, a billion-dollar arena, and you're not conducive to hockey I mean, Madison Square Garden, totally fine, but the Barclays Centers, they go, they host everything and, and, and lesser things that they hardly draw at all. And here you have a hockey team there and you boot them back to Long Island where they're originally from. <laughs> it, just, it makes no sense. They can't get it right. Well, but that's because a lot of that also had to do with the fact that the fans in Long Island hated going to Brooklyn. They didn't go there. They still sell out at Nassau. Yeah. In Brooklyn, everybody went, that's not the Islanders. That's yeah. not our team. And, and I'm with them with that to you know, a certain degree. And, again, I still don't like the Nets playing there. Keep the Nets in, in Jersey. Keep them in Newark. Keep it, put them in Candom. I don't care. Let them play at Seton Hall. Let them play in Rutgers. Bring back Dr. J. <laughs> there you go. Please. <laughs> the fish to say Pittsburgh. Move them to Pittsburgh. I'd rather see them play in Pittsburgh than I would over the Barclays Center. Wait, wait, wait. You just prompted me Uh-oh. to ask Mr. Movie Guru Guy, yes. who plays the psychic in the fish that say Pittsburgh? Of course, nobody in your audience that's under the age of 40 has any idea what we're talking about. Are you but ta- who's the psychic? Are you, are you talking about Mona? Mona in the fish yes. that say Pittsburgh? Yes. Oh, God. Who's the actress? Uh, you know her off the top of your head? Yes. Really? Just like that? Yes. How, how much time do I get? He, uh, be- he better know it if he asked the question. I'm giving Grease. She's one of the pink ladies. Oh, she was one of the pink ladies in Greece. What is her name? Yeah, yeah, you're right. Okay. DGK Frank cannot help you, or he would have already joined in. How no. about Stockard Channing? Channing, Stockard Channing. is the psychic with Dr. J, wow. Metalock Lemon, and the fish that say Pittsburgh. Wow. All right. Look- I'm just here to help what? on a Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not bad, TJ Reeves. I don't know, but can you tell me who, uh, who set shot was? That's what I want to know. Huh? Who set shot? Remember that guy? 
The guy was about four foot about nine. Guy, no. He was about four foot nine. Looked like he was about fifty years old. Are you kidding me? It was Monty Tal's father. Yeah. <laughs> I can't. I can't tell you that I've seen the fish that say Pittsburgh in thirty years. I just Metal Lark Metal Lark Lemon was in the movie. Kareem Correct. was in the movie. Flip Wilson, Stalker Channing Ray. Here's another one for you. How about classic comedian was the owner of the team? Classic old school comedian performed here in Vegas many many times, many many moons ago. Who was that? I can't tell you again. I haven't seen the movie in thirty years. I just had Jonathan to, I had to Winters. Jonathan Winters. How's that? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. All Love right. him. Yeah, don't forget. And Debbie Allen. Remember Debbie Allen from Fame? She was in there. Look there at her go. look at her fine self. See? I don't know who set Again, we have digressed yeah. where anybody under the age of forty is lost, but we'll get it back on track with whatever you want to get it back on track with. Do you want to kill Tyler Glasnow some more from the Rays about complaining about the grip on the pitches and the foreign substances because you didn't you didn't kill him enough, I don't think, on the Three Dog Thursday podcast. But do you want to kill him some more now that I'm here with you from we'll, the Champa Bay Rays? We were saving that when you are here on this program. Tyler Glass now. We played a little bit of him yesterday, uh, swear words and all. We cleaned it up a little <laughs> bit, and we saved this portion for you. Convenient, and like, but I 100% believe that contributed to me getting hurt. Uh, no doubt. Without a doubt. Um, I think like it's it's ridiculous. I'm just gonna. I have used sticky stuff before. It's ridiculous that like it seems like this whole public perception of like oh it's just like select few people. Like your favorite pitcher probably 50 years ago was using something too. Like if you felt these balls how inconsistent they were, like you have to use something. So in the past, I my like substance of choice is sunscreen and rosin. Like just nothing egregious, something to where I can get a grip on the ball so it doesn't feel dusty. But two starts ago against the Nationals, I went cold turkey, nothing. And before that start, I remember when all this stuff came out, I was talking to people and talking to doctors. And they were like, the thing that maybe MLB doesn't realize or that players don't realize is like, what what is the injury? Like, what what is the prevention of like, maybe it'll add to injuries. And in my mind, I was like, that sounds dumb. That sounds like an excuse a player would use to make sure he can use sticky stuff. But I threw to the Nationals with nothing. I've never been, a, I don't use sticky stuff to, I don't use spider tack. I don't need more spin. I, I have huge hands. I spin the ball fine. I want grip. I did well against the Nationals, probably one of the best starts I had all year. I woke up the next day and was like, I am sore in places that I didn't even know I had muscles in. Like, I felt completely different. I switched my fastball grip and my curveball grip. I've thrown it the same way for however many years I played baseball. I had to change, I had to put my fastball deeper into my hand and grip it way harder. And I had to, instead of holding my curveball at the tip of my fingers, I had to dig it deeper into my hand. So I'm like choking the out of all my pitches. My cue I used to use with Snyder was hold the ball like an egg, like nice and loose, be loose. That's out of the window. So I, I now have to develop a new cue. I have to develop something where I can't hold the ball light anymore. I have to dig it deep into my hand. So I'm taking it, and you have to think, I'm not a doctor. I know you guys probably know that. But I'm taking a, a fastball. I'm squeezing the ball twice as hard. So all of this is I'm recruiting all these muscles, and I'm taking my arm as hard as I can throwing the ball. So I'm going from, like, a flexed muscle to letting a ball go. And like I said, I was like, maybe it's not going to – I don't think it will lead to any injuries. But waking up after that start, I was like, okay, this sucks. Something is, is weird here. And then that same feeling is persisting all week long. Then I go into my start yesterday, and that same feeling just it pops or whatever the hell happened to my elbow. Like I feel it, something happens, and I, I'm I'm sitting out there just like you got to be kidding me. The whole day yesterday, I'm sitting there trying to get a grip on a ball, and I'm not trying to blame anyone. I'm not trying to say like oh this is all MLB's fault. Like they got 
thrown into this situation too. They're doing the best they possibly can to navigate around this. They're trying to make this fair for people. I understand that, but you can't, whether you want us to not use sticky stuff or not is, is, is fine. Fine. Do it in the off season. Give us a chance to adjust to it. But I just threw 80 something, 70, whatever innings. And then you just told me I can't use anything in the middle of the year. I had to change everything I've been doing the entire season, everything out of the window. I have to start doing something completely new. And then I'm telling you, I truly believe that's why I got hurt. Me throwing a hundred and being six, seven is why I got hurt, but that contributed. And so I'm I'm just frustrated that like they don't understand how hard it is to pitch one, but to tell us to do something completely different in the middle of a season is insane. I just don't, it's, it's ridiculous. There has to be some give and take here. You can't just take away everything and not add something. Pitchers need to be able to have some sort of control or some sort of grip on the ball. And I, I just don't want things like this to happen to somebody else. I don't want a fastball to sail away and hit somebody in the face like it already has. So I just think, like, I understand you need to take an aggressive approach here, but, like, I just think people are going about it all wrong. And I'm sitting here, my lifelong dream, I want to go out and win a Cy Young. I want to be an all-star. And then now it's all just on because, I like, now it's over. And I can't – I and now I have to try and rehab to come back in the playoffs. So I'm clearly frustrated. It's just I think there needs to be a lot more – People need to to figure this out. You can't just tell us to use nothing. It's crazy. Crazy. Now let me crush him, all right? (laughs) Here's the dealio. What he's doing here is just advocating cheating is what he's saying here. He goes, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not being able to use anything anymore. Okay, well, no. Major League Baseball is trying to clean it up. And I don't want to hear the blame game of what Gaylord Perry did and somebody else did and all this other kind of stuff. That is not why you are injured. Because of this. You want to grip the ball? We have a solution for that. We've had it around for 100-plus years in Major League Baseball. It is sitting in a little white bag right behind the rubber on the mound. It's called rosin. Perfectly legal. Every pitcher uses it. That is how you get your grip. All right? You don't need to go with the Vaseline. You don't need to go with the sunscreen. You don't need to go with the homemade concoctions because it's okay because Major League Baseball has turned a blind eye to this that it's okay to use. No, it's not okay. It's time to change. So get with the program. Oh, and by the way, you got hurt because of that? No, you didn't get hurt because of that. Okay, because you're doing something with your arm. You're trying to overcompensate, but you don't rely on illegal substances. Do that. Think, underline that word, parentheses, illegal substances. Uh, He's talking about uh, he didn't pitch great against Washington. He went seven innings, gave up six hits. He had 11 strikeouts and one walk and one run. Then he talks about the White Sox. He went, what, four innings, 6K, one walk, gave up two earned runs, three hits. What are you talking about? Your performance is fine. If you're hurt, it's not because of that. Blaming injury on that is nonsense. Go about your business a different way and don't vent through the media like this. He's blaming Major League Baseball for trying to clean up their game. So what Tyler Glass now wants to do is let's just keep these hidden secrets going here and let us use whatever we want because, oh, it's the middle of the season. Stop it now. Stop it right now. Your public service announcement was brought to you by T.C. Martin. All of a sudden, I think you think you are a doctor and not just play one on the radio. (sighs) Since you know that that's not what injured him. Wow. Do you want me to be Jules from Pulp Fiction? Go ahead. Well, allow me to retort. Go ahead. Uh, three one. or four important things. First of all, he said his substance of choice was sunscreen with the rosin. Somehow I don't think that's the T.C. Martin show's substance of choice right. while we're at it. 
Numb Chuck, you feeling me? I missed it. There we go. All right. Uh, the second thing would be, don't we kill athletes, coaches, post-game interview for not giving you anything, giving you nothing but cliches and non-answers and deadpan answers. And now here you have someone who is giving you honesty. And a lot of people believe he is speaking the truth on behalf of a lot of the pitchers who aren't maybe courageous enough to say the things that he was saying. So he's giving you honesty on how he really feels. And now we're going to kill him for honesty, for, for what he what he really thinks rather than being diplomatic. I mean, if you watched Garrett Cole, for example, from the Yankees trying to answer this, it, it was it was almost as bad as one of those guys at a congressional hearing with the lawyers right, putting TJ, their hand over the microphone every time. Let me stop you right there and let's bring you Garrett Cole since you brought it up. It's it's, it's hard. I mean, it's hard to it's so hard to grip the ball. I just, you know, I mean, for Pete's sake, it's <laughs> it's part of the reason why almost every player on the field has has something Regardless if they're a pitcher or not. That's what the rosin's for, you moron! Um, I think that um, I don't have a solution, but... Rosin! Again, we're, we're al- we are aligned in, in a lot of areas with the commissioner's office on this, and um, please, just, please just talk to us. Please just work with us. I know you have the hammer here, but, um, you know, there, there's... There's, uh, we've been living in a gray area for so long. Um, I would just hate to see players get hurt. I would, I would hate to see balls start flying at people's heads. I had a really tough time gripping the baseball tonight, uh, especially early when it was windy. I watch baseball every night, and I don't see balls flying in people's faces and flying to the backstop. <laughs> you know, but I do see pictures I, who make their first appearance. I see them blowing chunks on the mound because they're nervous as hell. I saw right, that. All right, so I, I just want to say that was a better performance uh, post-game with the media than his first attempt at trying to answer the questions back a week ago yeah, when all the silent. controversy yeah. started. Yeah. Because, again, that was shades of a congressional hearing where you're putting the hand over the mic and, con- and consulting with your counsel before you gave any answers. It was so bad. Uh, all right, so just one thing, because I know you got to go yep. in a minute or two yes. here. Yes, Batting gloves you're fine with, right, doctor? You're fine with batting gloves for Ab- the batters, Absolutely. Right? Do batting gloves give you a better grip on the bat? Absolutely. So if we're talking about grip, and Major League Baseball wants to get rid of things that help you with the grip, Shouldn't we get rid of batting gloves? Because back in the day, they're not even the same thing. They're not even the same thing. There's no substance. What do you that, mean it's not the same? It doesn't thing. affect the baseball. Sticky, the right, name on, of the hold on. The, the, substance the baseball. The baseball. The baseball. No, no. Well, we're talking You're altering about... the spin of a baseball. A batting glove does nothing except just helps you, the bat fly off somewhere. It's not affecting the game. The baseball. You have to hit the baseball. You have to feel the baseball. I am saying to you again, we allow a sticky substance, pine tar, to be on the handle of the bat and allow batting gloves to be on the sticky substance on the handle of the bat. For what reason? For grip. To grip the bat. Pine tar does not help a baseball baseball fly off off the bat. Well, no, I'm talking about grip. We're talking about advantages here. We're talking about advantages. Brother, you can put all the sunscreen and rosin on your hand, and you're not going to throw 97. We're not talking about something that makes the baseball go 97. No. We're talking about being able to grip it. The, the, okay, in Major League Baseball, 100-plus years ago, they understood the baseballs are slick, so therefore they put a rosin bag, and they let the pitchers do that. There were a lot of people that complained way back in the day about rosin, saying, well, hey, but again, that has been okay. 
Keep it there. But pitchers want to circumvent and go beyond that and use the Vaseline, use, a, use liquid. Can't put I am liquid. Don't put anything on there. Let's I, am I want Frank, to, I want Frank to talk as well, too. So go ahead. Do not do anything to the ball. Do not put anything on the ball. Do not cut the ball. There do not go. scuff the there ball. That is cheating. There you All go. of that is cheating. All right. Go ahead, Frank. It, it is cheating, but it's been going on forever. Everybody is doing it. The thing where I do agree with them is that um, – to change it in the middle of the season doesn't make sense to me. This is the kind of thing that I think should have been done either before the season started or in the off season or something. Because if guys are used to it, I don't know if it's causing injuries or not. But the one thing is we know how much sports is a mental thing. If it's in the pitcher's mind that it's going to change his mechanics or do something else, then it could be a problem. If they want to change the rules, then fine, change it. But to me, it's something that should be done in the off season, not during the season. Amen. All right. And I think we did change the and they changed the baseballs just one final footnote about a, two weeks ago trying to combat this and that's what Glasnow was referring to and that's what Cole was referring to. Yeah. And again, while I, we're getting it all. And I, and I don't know. We've talked to, you know, Chris Bosio, our baseball players all the time here on the show. And I don't know why they are in love with always messing around with things in general, whether it's rules, whether it's moving fences in and, in and out, back and forth. But the bottom line is the baseball. Why are you messing with the baseball? And anytime you do, the game is baseball. Everything is centered around that baseball. You got to be careful about, you know, when you're making these type of changes. And if they're changes, they're going to be subtle changes. But come on, you, you, we've seen this going back in decades. Every few years, we're messing with the baseball. So That's the, where the problem is. So is the final consensus just keep the sticky stuff off the balls? Yeah, <laughs> well put, my friend. He's a, he, exactly. You don't want to put water on your there. balls, and you don't want to put the sticky stuff well, on your balls. Well, you want to put water on to get the sticky stuff That's off. That's true. That's it. And yeah, you don't want to let Take the a sti- shower for crying You out don't want to have the sticky stuff hanging from the balls. You, you never want to do that. Everybody knows that. So it's really that simple. You got to clean it up. Use the rosin bag. That's it. <laughs> TJ Reese, we got to go. We're up against it, my friend. To be continued next week, all right? I always love chatting with you. Uh, go Lightning in, in New York. Go right. Vegas Golden Knights. Hey. And the Titanic showdown could happen between the Knights and the Bolts for the Stanley Cup. Quickly. You boys be well on a Thursday. All right, 20 seconds, the plug, the three-dog Thursday podcast. Go. You just did. Find it wherever you get podcasts. T.C. Martin's on it. Dispensing knowledge on the Three Dog Thursday podcast. Wherever you get podcasts, it's out right now, conveniently on Thursday. Be well, my friend. All right, there is T.J. Rees. And we come back, Nick Bogdanovich, Timothy Bradley, and basketball. NBA chaos last night. In something about Mary, they use the sticky stuff as a hair gel. That's true. Great movie. (laughs) 